You are not a rehab center for broken people. And if you tend to treat people like a renovation project, listen up to these three things that relationships are not, plus three things that relationships should be. Find out right after this intro. Hi, I'm Gloria Zhang, and after 10 years of struggling in toxic relationships, I attracted the love of my life by healing my inner child. This podcast is your weekly dose of my expertise as a therapist and dating relationship coach for high achievers. Learn tips to overcome low self-worth, emotional baggage, and childhood trauma so that you too can step into your power and attract the love you desire. Welcome to the Inner Child Podcast. Hey there, and welcome back to the Inner Child Podcast. Today, we are diving into a really important conversation about toxic relationships versus healthy relationships. Now, I'm going to start off by saying that this topic, this quote, in fact, was inspired by a coaching call that I have with one of our soulmate students, Jess. Now, Jess is a very typical example of that high-achieving person who is still struggling to find a healthy relationship. And in Jess's case, she was finding herself in the same situation over and over again, where she was really attracted to dating men who she thought of as renovation projects. And so what we discovered was that Jess felt attracted towards these men. And this is someone that dates men who has all these problems and mental health issues and financial and job and relationship issues. And it would flip this switch inside her where she then felt obligated to help them. And that would end up leading to a relationship, which I'm sure you know how it turns out, uh, turned into just doing all of the work into the relationship, giving herself completely to these partners and eventually having these people leave her, right? Or not want to commit to her. And as we were really diving into this pattern that Jess was locked in, I told her the very same thing as the title of this episode. And I told her, Jess, listen, you're a hardworking woman. You have spent such a long time building this amazing career for yourself, making this life for yourself. And you're not a rehab center for these broken men. You're not a nurse. You're not a doctor. You're not a therapist, right? It's not your job or your duty or your obligation as a girlfriend to come in and save these people. And there was something about that perspective that really clicked with Jess, where she got it, right? She got that this is not what a relationship is for. And of course, as you know from listening to the show, a lot of this comes down to our inner child wounds. You see, a lot of us high achievers learn to develop these identities around being able to help other people. That's how we receive love. That's how we learn to feel good about ourselves, that we could help other people. And usually what that means is we are distracting ourselves from dealing with our own issues by trying to help other people. And that way we don't have to face ourselves. And if this is a pattern for you, it means that you're projecting all of your stuff onto other people and you are giving other people advice that you're not taking yourself. And so we really want to take a look at this dynamic and really analyze and take it apart and see if there's something that we can do to correct this pattern. And so this is point number one of what you are not in a relationship. You are not a rehab center for broken people. And to really drive this point home, codependent relationships do not fix or cure your partner. 
right? You really have to understand that because a lot of the times when I'm talking to clients about this very issue, they've learned to internalize all of this guilt and responsibility, and they really feel that staying in this relationship is the only way that they're able to help their partner. So let me ask you this. If this codependent relationship was the only thing that's keeping your partner safe or okay, then why aren't they any better? And instead, why do they seem to be getting worse and worse? This toxic dynamic doesn't fix or cure your partner because it continues to enable these unhealthy dynamics that have already existed within your partner before you even started dating. So let's separate you from that person. And let's understand that that person was unwell even before you came into the picture. And if you're thinking, well, Gloria, like it would be awful and really inhumane or cruel of me to not date someone just because I have all these issues. And I completely understand. We do not believe that you have to be completely healthy in order to be in a relationship, but you have to be able to be willing to work towards being a good partner to be in a relationship. That's just fact. And I do want to add that if you really do care about somebody who is going through big challenges, then wouldn't you agree that the best way to actually help them is perhaps as a friend or getting them connected with an actual professional rather than diving into a trauma bond with them or a codependent relationship? We all know at this point that in order for an adult relationship to actually work, it's not just something that you jump into and hope for the best, right? You have to actually be ready to take on the challenges because to be in a relationship means that you have to become also responsible for taking care of that relationship too. You have to become responsible for how you show up in that relationship. And you also take on the responsibility of trying to protect your partner's triggers. You're responsible for communicating with your partner and all of these things. And so you want to ask yourself, is being in a relationship, is taking on that responsibility really the best thing for that person right now? Or do they need to get some help first before they're ready to get to that point? Now, point number two is that you are not a parent for your partner. Your partner is not your child. You're not there to raise them, to clean up for them, and have them depend on you as if you're their parent. And if you find yourself acting this way, then I'd actually really encourage you to listen to my last podcast, which is all about outgrowing people. There are times in the relationship where both of your inner children come out to play and you're able to be silly and giddy with each other, but it should not be the norm in the relationship for one person to always be the parent and the other to be the child. This really sets up an unfair power dynamic between the two of you. And you can leave something like that for the bedroom if you need to, if you have you know some sort of kink around this But in terms of the actual adult relationship, you should be on equal footing. And the third point for what you're not is that your partner is not a renovation project for you. The foundation of the relationship should be what you see is what you get, right? You see your partner for who they are, not for the potential of who they could become. Because if that's the way that you're approaching your relationship, then isn't that saying that you don't accept your partner for who they really are right now, but that you will only love or accept this future idealized version of them? 
Relationships are not about trying to make the other person better or different or more improved. And if you find that you are treating your partner this way, most of the time it's telling you that you're projecting your own feelings of not enoughness or perfectionism onto them. And you probably treat yourself this way too, where you're constantly trying to make yourself better and feeling like you're not good enough until you get to this more idealized version of yourself. So now that we have an idea of what you're not in a relationship, we definitely have to talk about what relationships should be all about. By the way, if you're listening to this and you want to connect with like-minded folks who are also on their inner child healing journey, request to join my brand new Facebook group, which is free on Facebook. And inside the group, we're going to be offering some bonus exclusive content and upcoming trainings just for members of the group. Do a Facebook search for the Inner Child Podcast community. It should be one of the ones that come up or just click on the link in this description right below the show notes. And we'd love to have you join. So now let's talk about what you really should be in a healthy long-term relationship. First and foremost, you are there to be a partner, right? Notice the words partner. You are a part of the whole. You are a partner of equal footing. And that means that you are on equal grounds where nobody is putting the other person on a pedestal. Nobody is seeing themselves as less than or less experienced or less worthy or mature than the other person. Now, just because we're not putting our partner on a pedestal doesn't mean that we're not seeing them with rose-colored glasses, right? Of course, we absolutely adore our partners and we see them as somebody amazing, but we're seeing them as somebody amazing from eye to eye, on an eye to eye level, not from looking upwards, right? Or looking below us. We are still admiring them and loving them and knowing that they are still our equal. And being on equal footing means that when we do want to please our partners, it's because we want to. It's because we feel joy from seeing them happy, not because we want to please them in order to win them over or to make sure that they depend on us so that they can never leave or to make us feel like we're being worthy, right? We're never coming from a place of lack, but we're coming from that place of abundance, knowing that we're choosing to be there and that we see them as someone who is our partner, our ride or die in life, and ultimately our best friend. And number two is that you are there to be curious. And curious means that we never know exactly how a relationship is going to unfold, but you're there with openness and a willingness to see what's going to happen. Now, being curious also means that any growth that happens to either one of you should be a natural byproduct of growing together, learning about each other and discovering new interests. And growth doesn't happen as something that's forced, right? That we're trying to make them change because that really comes from an ulterior motive, right? It's coming from this hidden agenda of us getting something out of trying to make someone else feel better and therefore filling up our own egos with feeling like we're changing them, right? That's not how it works. I'll give you a personal example. So to be honest, before I met Andrew, I was never really a morning person. And I always thought of myself as a night owl where I got most of my creativity juices flowing at night. 
which later I figured out was just a belief. And it wasn't until I met Andrew, and it was through watching him wake up early, and it was through listening to his experiences of how great he felt, you know, waking up early and getting all of the important things done before the start of his workday that really inspired me and naturally made me want to try it too. And that's what I mean by natural. Like he never came to me and said to me, you should start waking up at six o'clock every single morning because you should do this, that, X, Y, Z, right? It never came from that wanting to control me or wanting to make me better or improve in certain ways. But it was genuinely from him just sharing his experiences without that hidden agenda. And through role modeling and curiosity, that's how we really learn to change, right? Like if you look back on your own life and you think about the biggest changes that you've made, it probably happened because you felt inspired to do something, not because somebody else was trying to motivate you or criticizing you or telling you that you're not good enough at doing something, right? It came from a place of positive reinforcement or inspiration. And guess what? In relationships, this applies as well. And it doesn't matter how good your intentions are from trying to change that other person. Ultimately, no human being likes to be told what to do. No human being likes to feel like they're being influenced to change themselves in some way. And if you can't accept your partner for who they are, just remember that you are the one that's choosing to be in this relationship. Right? If you're continuing to dislike your partner for who they really are, then why are you in this relationship in the first place? And better yet, if you continue to stay in this relationship, then you're also robbing your partner with a chance to be with somebody who can actually love them and accept them for who they really are. You are actually being dishonest with the person that you're dating and ultimately, both of you deserve to be with someone who you're happy with and who you can get along with without needing them to be different. Even when you look at the research and the data from relationship therapy, they find that when couples go to therapy together, more than 70% of the problems don't change. Right? Think about that. More than 70% of what you go to therapy about doesn't change because what really helps couples move on is learning to accept those things about their partner. And that's really something to come to terms with yourself as well, right? What's more important in the long run? Is it about your happiness in this relationship or is it about you trying to get your partner to pick up their socks? Now, finally, the last point I want to share today is that you are in that relationship to be a source of support and to also be supported, right? You are there to support and also be supported. Meaning that as willing as you are to go in there and help the other person, you also have to be willing to receive that support yourself. And that means instead of you giving all of the attention and effort into that relationship, you also have to create some space right? Create some open space in that relationship and give the other person a chance to show up for you, to give to you and to prove that they can support you as well. Because without that space, you're not giving your partner an opportunity to show what they can really do for you. And you're actually teaching them and enabling them to only rely on you. And then eventually it becomes a pattern because you've set that as a pattern. 
Now, I want to know which one of these tips was the most helpful or insightful for you. So definitely give me a shout out, share a story on Instagram and tag me at ByGloriaSang because I always love to hear from you. Plus, I have a special holiday gift for you all for supporting the show this year. And this gift is only available for the next two weeks. And it's if you write a five-star review on Apple sharing what you love about this podcast and how it's helped you on your journey. If you send me a screenshot of that and email it to hello at bygloriazang.com, you will receive a limited edition podcast journal guide for the episodes in 2021, where you'll get a list of all of my favorite top podcasts, some special behind the scenes letters that I wrote, plus the journal guide. And again, this is only available for the next two weeks. So send those screenshots in. If you've previously already sent in a five-star review to us, then all you have to do instead is make a social media post all about the podcast to your friends and sharing how it has helped you and just tag me at ByGloriaZang and you will get a copy as well. So thank you for tuning in today, everyone. I will talk to you again in next week's episode. Bye-bye. If you love this episode, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. It really helps me a lot, so thank you. To join the community and get your daily dose of inner child tips, follow me on Instagram and social media at ByGloriaZang or visit ByGloriaZang.com. If you're a high achiever or entrepreneur who wants to work with me, message me the words high achiever and I'll get in touch. Thanks, bestie. See you in the next one.